0: Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. So anyway, dude, I, uh, so I texted you just a few minutes ago. I was like, hey, I'll, I'll call you in five minutes. Well, then I went to get coffee and, uh, these two guys came to the door, uh, Jehovah witness. And, um, and so I didn't, you know, I talked to him for a couple minutes. I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, Hey, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> so, um, what part of the country are you in? What state are you in? Uh, Florida, Florida. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Have you ever had a Jehovah witness come to your house? No, no, no. Yeah, we get them uh, probably, we've been here 15 years. We've had maybe less than 10 times, but close to it. And the funny thing is we're not, uh, the street we live on, we're not in a, uh, like a neighborhood setup, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's a, it's kind of a considered a back road. And so the houses are spread apart more. um, There's no sidewalks. You know, there's a ditch. Uh, There's no curbs on the side of the road. So uh, there's ditches on the side of the road. Like, it's not easy to, you know, go from house to house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we never get solicitors. I think I've gotten, uh, you know, um, oh, what do we have? Maybe five times. One was like a roof, Some, you know, somebody checking on the roof kind of thing. Somebody was uh, selling uh security cameras this is like before this is years ago before ring the ring doorbell thing came out so yeah so we don't get very many um so as soon as i texted you and i walked out to get my coffee uh doorbell rang and i was like oh it's probably ups and then uh i could hear a couple guys talking out there i'm like oh somebody's here like what okay talking about God for a minute, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So what's up, dude? So what's your, uh, what's your call sign? Lucky, right?
1: Yeah, it's lucky. It's on uh, Instagram, lucky seven. So but everyone, a okay. team or whatever. I'm like, no, no, just lucky seven. You know, gotcha. How'd you get that? Uh, well, my name, Matthew, it's seven letters. My last name's Gusheski. It's, the is the seventh letter. And, uh, I've actually won many giveaways with like the lucky roll of seven. So it was like, Hey, Oh, that's cool. Okay. So you really are lucky. Hell yeah. I'm blessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if I ever go get, ga- I'm not a big gambler, but if I ever go, uh, to Vegas again, I'm going to take you with me. I
1: like the sounds of that.
0: Oh yeah. So, uh, so you're in Florida. Um, you are an airsofter. Yeah. You play uh, outdoor
1: mostly or indoor? Uh, when I first started, I was outdoor, like milsim. I was big on that, and then the Legion Airsoft Academy opened up down along Longwood, Florida. I was like, you know, I'm i I'm gonna try it. Best thing I've done. I, it's amazing. I love indoors, speed QB, all of it. So I'm big into that now. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The um. I've been talking
0: with a lot of speed softers lately, you know, <laughs> so the, uh, the big tournaments are coming up from the NSL and, uh, all these guys are getting geared up for that. But, uh, so Florida, um, I'm trying to think of who I've actually, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone in Florida that's like a speed softer. Um, yeah, just uh just outdoor, you know, milsim guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk with down there. Cuz down in Florida, you guys can have um well, in Miami there's uh the Tryhards. Uh I'm not sure if you follow them on Instagram. No. If you look them up, uh Tryhards is uh airsoft team down in Florida. They're pretty um they're big in the milsim stuff. They do a lot of milsim events. And then uh Admin Airsoft. He's also in Florida. He used to live in Texas. He moved to Florida. And um he was part of a team called ghost frogs. So if you look up admin airsoft, he's, uh, I'm not sure what area you're in, but, uh, he's out, you know, he's in Florida as well. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So what,
1: uh, what got you into airsoft? Uh, paintball actually. Nice. I did it for a little while and I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos, you know, like Parker paintball and stuff. And I found, uh, like, just know some airsoft. I was like, that is cool. Cause I've done like RTC for a high school and stuff. So I was like, I like the realism, I guess you could say. So I was like, let me try it out. And it started from there. Just big rabbit hole down the drain, you know? <laughs> so what is, what'd you do in high school? RDC. What's that? Uh, RTC. It's like military. Oh,
0: ROTC. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got into the, you know, the military, like, uniforms and gear and all that yeah. kind of shit. It's fun to dress up like that, man. Yeah. But, um, if, uh, if I would go out and play airsoft, it is now I've gone to, you know, some mil sims, but uh, just as press, you know, i got a press yeah. pass, to take pictures and shit. Um, it is fun. Wearing like a plate carrier, or, you know, that kind of thing, like gear it up that way. It is fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, if I were to go play like a milsim, honestly, I don't think I'd wear. I would run the lightest gear ever. Like the, I wouldn't even wear shit. Okay, I'll put, I'll stick the magazines in my pocket or something because, um, you know, I spent four years in the military, so it was. I, I've already carried all this heavy shit, run around with it. Now it was years and years ago, but still, I think I would just run the, you know, the lightest thing actually i i really like the uh the indoor the spe- mm-hmm. the, you know the speedsoft stuff the uh cqb uh i probably do a lot of that
1: yeah, yeah so you've never played airsoft correct why
0: yeah uh so the way this channel started and the way this i got into this two of my sons are in mm-hmm. their 20s they uh they started playing like almost 4 years ago and um they them and their friend that they knew from high school, start playing. I was paralyzed for a while uh, mm. with an illness and um, like a freak, you know, it's not a freak accident, but it's uh, it's an illness that a lot of people haven't heard of, Guillain-Barre syndrome. And uh, so totally healthy. And then within a, a few days of your first symptom, you're in a wheelchair. Like you can't walk, you can't, you know, and that lasts a long time. So uh, coming out of that, I started this channel, I was like, hey, let me be involved in what you're doing. Let me film all, all this airsoft stuff. And I was really attracted to the guns yeah. because, you know, I was an old school paintballer and paintball didn't have back then, didn't have uh, replica guns. So they look like paintball guns, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so when they showed me all this stuff, I was like, man, this is cool as hell. So, and then once that started, I was, uh, I was really drawn into interacting with all the airsoft community. Um, and then, honestly, over the last couple, you know, it's been three years that I've been uh, running the channel. And it's only been a year that I've been on podcasts. podcast. And in the year that i have doing podcasts, I am just blown away at how broad uh, airsoft is as a sport, as a hobby. It's just, uh, it blows my mind. Like how many different ways you could go. If, you know, if if, if Speedsoft indoor, you know, CQB stuff is not for you, you can do outdoor. And if you don't like the, the full commitment of a milsim, you know, the three days, the $200 tickets, and, you know, the, all the costs and all that, and gearing up and all that stuff, you can just go do outdoor like one day, or what do they call it? open play or skirmishes or whatever. Um, and, and there's all kind of different scenarios where it's not just team deathmatch. A lot of times you have objectives there's so many different things you can do with it. If you want to spend, you know, your life savings on, (laughs) you know, NVGs and fucking, you know, play night games and stuff. People can do that too. You want to ride in a helicopter and shoot down like Airsoft Alphonse, you know, uh, and and you, you've never been in the military. You want to try all that shit out. There's that too. Like, it's just the broadest spectrum of a hobby I I could think of, you know, that, How whatever level you could you want to get into, you can do. And uh and so it's you know, and then of course the sniping thing is a whole other thing. That's where a lot of people started watching videos on you know with Kicking Mustang and Novich and Swamp Sniper and all those guys and silo. You know, it's uh Yeah, so it's a huge um there's a huge draw and it uh it, it kind of sucked me in as well. So I'm not spending a bunch of money, you know, down the rabbit hole buying gear and guns and stuff but doing this like I'm I'm all in, you know. I love meeting new airsofters. I love hearing their story um and, and how they got into it and, and then oh, what they're excited about. And usually it's hey, what's the next uh, big gun I'm going to get, you know, or gear. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So, or the new, you know, the, the big thing now is, um, P01 cause it's cheap and then 3d print all these different parts for it. Yeah. It looks badass. you know? Uh-huh. So that's, so anyway, yeah, that's why, uh, and, and right now, um, I could probably go play an airsoft game, mm-hmm. uh, physically I could, you know, carry a pistol or something, um, for a couple hours. Uh, but I still have a lot of, I'm not a hundred percent. So I have a lot of leftover nerve damage from this thing. So, uh, I don't get around too easily or too quickly. And, uh, and then cycling a, like a bold action or whatever is very difficult for my fingers. So, uh, and I honestly, when I play paintball, I like running and gunning. I like the fast paced, oh, yeah. Uh, if I can't play airsoft that way, then I really don't want to go play. Like, I don't want to go play and stand behind a tree all day, you know, trying to pick people off. Um, it wouldn't be fun for me. I like to, I like to move, you know? Uh, and so I don't want to go do it just to say, Oh yeah, I played one time. Um, it was boring as shit because I had to stand behind a tree. I couldn't walk, you know, but <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll play when I'm ready. As far as uh, when I can move a little quicker, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of a history of where we where we came from, and uh, what you know how the well. Now it's been a year I've been talking with people on here, and I talk with everybody, man. Like young people, you know, that are just getting started. I don't care. Like I'm yeah. interested and in all that. I don't I don't give a shit. So yeah. So how long have you been? Uh, how long you been into it?
1: Uh. Airsoft itself, I've been serious for maybe a year now. Okay. I've been talking to everyone, you know, like Rogue Customs. I love his paint jobs and stuff. Talked Dude. to him. A ago, so I still need to get a paint job sometime for the dye mask for sure. Gotcha. i seen seen uh, he's doing like 12, 14 uh, masks for the CIA Tampa for their yep. whole time. Like, damn, let me see that, you know? <laughs> so Right. Yeah, it's six months though, for sure. But, okay. no, I started Airsoft, uh, first time I ever went was Raptor Airsoft Field, it's like 60 acres, whatever, nice outdoors, uh, the only thing I don't like about outdoors is, like, you have to walk back, like, you run all the way, like, out, <laughs> and then you get shot, you gotta walk all the way back, I like the fast pace, in and out, you know, so that's why I like indoors so much more. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, man,
0: you'll, you'll have to, um. Definitely start. If, you, if you're not already, start following some of these guys that are uh, indoor players like um, that I've had on the podcast. Uh, HSA is a team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're spread out throughout the country. HSA, uh, Houdini, I've had on here, um, Prudy, uh, Akimbo. So these are guys that are, um, you know, speed softers. Uh, team Nebula. Uh, I am Dylan. Mama Yaga, they're all on, and uh, it's it's me, Masher, is her Instagram. So these are all speed softers that I've had. If you go through uh, some of the podcasts, you'll see some of these people I'm talking about. That's a, and they they all uh, most of them post you know videos and that kind of thing of their gameplay, uh, of their gear, what they're running. Uh, Dylan does, um, you know, he builds like high kappas and you know, like really good ones for the tournament play and all that. So, uh, a lot of these people, that's, if you like the indoor stuff and the CQB, uh, type of play, the fast paced, uh, definitely check out some of those guys that I've had on, you know, I had on here.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I follow a bunch of them. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of DTP? No, no, so. uh, stationed in, Tampa, I think, or somewhere around my area. Uh I know Jason came down to Legion one of the times and like the chemistry between us were like amazing. You know, just we were doing two V twos and everything just me and him. It was just running back and forth, like very good chemistry. So that's cool. Okay. But yeah, oh, nice. I, I'm on the Yaga and uh the S Y G team and all of them. Right. So, I'm I I try to keep up to date with everything. So yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: Well, you know who um, who I'm talking with next week is a uh, uh, guy that plays on um, tacos, the mm-hmm. team Tacos out there in the uh, on the West Coast is uh, Baby Goat, and um, he and uh, well, he's one of the big uh, players out there on the West Coast that is helping um, the NSL set up their tournaments over here. Mm -hmm. So the NSL um, came over from overseas, whatever, from Europe, and uh, they have a lot of experience with the Speedsoft tournaments. So they're running their tournaments, and that's where a lot of these guys like that I was talking about, people you've talked about, uh, that a lot of their teams, they're going to be playing this tournament here in a couple weeks. Yeah. So
1: it's uh, it's big news in the uh, Speedsoft. Community. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Hefe Airsoft one uh, March 4th for, for Legion. I'm gonna be there for sure. So I don't have a team yet, but I'll find something. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games action by action and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more... Head to skirmish.net and check out episode 157 of this podcast, where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I just talked with Hefe. Uh, In fact, his podcast comes out uh, Tuesday. Tuesday?
1: Yeah. So, and we i was like i want to listen to it because he's a very shy guy amazing but shy because the guy got like two hours i was like how i can't like good for him (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: he's uh yeah he's got a very very soothing voice when he talks on Uh here and um yeah he's very quiet he said that in fact uh, he didn't want to be you know turn his camera on i was like that's fine whatever um, cause I've had, when I first started these, I, I was mostly focused on the, you know, making a YouTube video. Cause that's kind of what our whole channel, you know, was, was all about. And, uh, and so I wasn't really open to, uh, you know, it, it, like doing these without someone's camera on, if it was just me and them. Now, if there's a group, you know, if there's a group of us, like, uh, somebody had their whole team, you know, like three or four people on their team on here or something, Uh, and one guy's camera didn't work or he turned it off or, you know, whatever, no big deal because there's other people to, you know, when, when someone's watching this, um, it's more engaging if they see two people talking instead of just me talking and nothing else. So, uh, you know, but honestly, like most of the, well, recently, especially in the last couple months, um, most of our downloads, most of our activity is from the podcast apps. So it's just audio. So it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, he was uh, he was pretty shy, and he said that in the beginning. But yeah. um, he, he did awesome, man. Like we talked about his website, all the different things he builds, and you know the custom builds, mm-hmm. uh, what you know what he sells on the website, and then of course that next uh, event coming up. You know, here in a, in, a, in a couple months or whatever.
1: Huh? Yeah, I know. Uh, you know Cutter? I think he was on the podcast. if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. I took his voice forever. Like we sat down in the uh, voice chat for Discord. I mean, like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm just laying in bed, just listening and talk about tech and all of this stuff. With like, because I'm in the Airsoft GI Discord. I don't know if you've heard of them, oh, yeah. but mayor gang like the like best community out there like always cheerful helpful always doing giveaways between each other like amazing but we all just sat at two o'clock in the morning i'm lying just i felt asleep to his voice because just like it's a nice melatonin good guy i mean he's gone through a lot i met him in person tall first time i seen him i looked up i was like what really yeah he's very tall who Carter? Yeah, Cutter Airsoft,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got some cool, um, some really good builds, too.
1: Like some stuff. I got a gun from him, too. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh I got this rim right here. It comes oh, that's awesome. off pressure, but I took it off because I'm a, a smooth brain, I guess you could say. And I broke the button so it doesn't, you know, light up. But it's a nice, like... King arms. I was like, my big thing was, it's got to have a drum mag, you know? So I, I don't like reloading. So he painted the, the radioactive right here. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice. I run it all the time. I ran it actually Saturday. Uh, I was just laying the back, being an anchor for everyone. It's a really nice. good day. So I do recommend if you talk to people, uh, I should be your guy for like... Uh, m4s and stuff like
0: that oh for sure
1: yeah yeah him and
0: i uh i i had never when i had him on the podcast i can't remember how i found him it was uh i think he commented on somebody's post or something like that and um and then you know i had him on and i was like bro you've got a lot of like he does some really good custom builds and he and when he presented to somebody it's uh you know, a nice case and all this kind of—he does a lot for uh, what he puts out there.
1: Yeah, uh, he's got this big thing about his reputation, like because I broke the gears, like just spamming it, the gears broke, and he was like, "I'll fix it for you, like no problem." So I went down to the CIA uh, tournament, the speed 2 b that they had. So we met. I met up, gave him the gun. He put a hundred of his own, you know, dollars into it, fixed it up. Perfect. He said, here you go. I was like, thank you so much, you know, but he definitely like puts into the product for sure.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. I like yeah. it. But...
0: Now, is that your main, is that the main gun you run right now?
1: Uh, It's my secondary gun. I actually run the BCM MCMR uh, that I won from the giveaway as well. I put a gate tie in it and everything, so it's perfect. Uh, two weeks ago, I think, I, I was running six mags, and all of them broke. Like, all at the same time, springs went out, everything. Even my my uh, Odin, that broke as well, so I need to get a replacement wheel, which sucks. But I don't know if you could see that. The wheels right there are kind of fucked up. But all at the same time, so I was like, that sucks, you know? Oh my god, that's crazy, bro. Yeah.
0: So all mags broke, your Odin broke. Yeah. And
1: then, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I also got into the high kappas, too. Yeah. Do not sleep on those, you know. Money I, pit, bro. What?
0: There's a money those are money pits. Like just,
1: Oh my. <laughs> yes, they are. No, yeah uh i the first pistol i got was the lancer tactical 1911 high kappa i've beat the shit out of it and it's works perfectly well uh i still need a housing unit for it stuff i try to teach myself how to tech and stuff because like like being engaged know how to fix everything you know so high kappas is where i try to learn the most you know, I got the monk adapter for it because you know the owner in Legion was like, "You gotta try it out." First time I tried it, I was like, yeah, I, "I want it," you know. So I got that and the HPA and money hole, you know. <laughs> oh, it is, dude. It is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, Dylan and then, uh Houdini, they do uh, some pretty good uh, high kappa builds. bunch <laughs> of people I've talked with actually, you know, are are really looks like they're really good at that, and then. then like you said, Rogue Customs, you know, he does the mass, but he also does some guns. You know, he paint people's guns. Uh-huh. Uh, Freaking awesome. But and, uh, uh, yeah, the uh, the high kappas, man, that's are, um, most of everyone I've talked with. If they're running a pistol
1: for Speedsoft, it's uh-huh. usually a high kappa. Yeah. 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 They say that the 4.3 is better than the one since it's smaller, it doesn't cock back all the way. So it's faster, but yeah, the five ones more for outdoors tactical is, you know, Milsom, I guess you could say.
0: Now do you, um, did you have, uh, did you like working on things like working with your hands and stuff before you got into airsoft? Uh, Do you have any other hobbies before that, that kind of made you work on stuff or made
1: you interested in that kind of thing? Uh, hobby wise, I, uh, I've raced, Bikes, BMX for twelve years, so almost my whole life. You know, because I'm 18 now, so I've done that for twelve years. uh Changing gears to just try to beat everyone else, and I mean, I I'm a rider, so I just I grab the bike and go. My dad was the the tech Gotcha. Yeah, no, twelve years for bikes. uh I still race to the day. I've been state one for ten of the twelve years. You know. Damn. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, we've got- I honestly, I didn't even know they had uh, BMX races anymore. I, you know, I I haven't paid attention to it. But back in the, you know, eight, when BMX bikes first came out, mm. I was a uh, real young, you know, I was a teenage young teenager or just becoming a teen. I think there was in the early '80s, oh. mid '80s when um, when uh, my buddies started getting uh, BMX actual BMX bikes and doing the tricks and all that kind of stuff. Because before that the Bikes weren't like that, they were uh, they were all like 10 speeds, yeah, that's what we called them 10 speeds, and like you know, kind of like racing not racing, but just stuff you'd ride around town, you know. Uh, but yeah, those BMX bikes when they came out, um, those were really they took off big, and then the first uh, kind of uh, fixture or whatever, you know. Uh, adapter or whatever you put on there, you know, these, uh, these, they were, I don't know what, what do you call the ones where they're like, uh, big things you put on the, uh, front wheel and you can step on them or the back wheel. Yeah. The pegs. Uh Yep. Yeah. The pegs came out and people were using those, uh, to do tricks and stuff that was, um, but honestly, I have not seen a BMX bike since uh 1990 i was in okinawa japan mm-hmm. and one of the guys that i was stationed with brought he had his bike shipped over cuz he raced mm-hmm. and he would do he would keep he would practice in the parking lot up down the streets and stuff in front of our barracks and i was like holy shit i haven't seen a BMX bike you know back then until you know since i was like a teenager yeah. So anyway, I didn't know because I thought mountain bikes took over, um, you know, mountain bike racing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I've seen the short videos on um, on YouTube or whatever where they uh, – and Instagram, they do the uh, – what is it, the half pipe or the different, you know, mm-hmm. where they do all the tricks on the BMX bikes. Like they'll go up and do a flip and then come back down, um, that kind of thing. So I've seen those, but I didn't know they actually still had races and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like the astral racing where like you get how you have eight people in the gate and the gate drops and you try to go like around the track. The, the tracks are clay, so I mean they're like soil attacked and whatever. So it's like it's you hit the ground, it's like you're hitting concrete, you know? It hurts.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, that's wild, bro. Have you ever uh, gotten injured? Right. Uh, yeah, many times. Um, I've broken my collarbone both times, both of them, uh, three times. I've broken my tailbone. Couldn't say it. That sucked. Uh, Oof. Yeah, I've I've done a lot. It's... Bro, how did you take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> <It
0: hurt. laughs> oh God, I can't oh I can't even think about it because uh you know, growing up like uh playing football and and stuff like that, you uh you get you know, you fall, you get hit or whatever, and you, you fall on, on your tailbone. Man, that fucking hurts. Oh when yeah. It's bruised. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nowadays I just uh I still race, but I work for the USA BMX company now, kind of. So, like once a month, we go down to like one of the big championship races, and I'll uh work it, like watch thirty foot or whatever they need me to do, and then I'll race as well. So I help race; it gets the job done. My dad does the gate too, so it's always been like a son dad kind of type, you know.
0: Ah, that is so cool. Now with. What- was your dad interested in
1: that kind of stuff before you started? Right? Did did he get you into it? Yeah, he, no, he did. Yeah, he raced for years, and then he stopped and had kids and you know life. And I was I remember very vividly. I was six years old. We're driving down like in Orlando, and he was like, "Do you want to try uh, BMX?" I was like, "You know what? Yeah." I don't know why. So normally I said no, but he was like, "You want?" I was like, "Yeah, let's you know, let's go." So we went down to the local o- Orlando BMX watched it for like two weeks and I started writing and I loved it, you know? Oh, that is
0: wild, man. What a cool thing. I mean, to, to do something, you know, active like that with your, uh, with your dad, that is, uh, it's always fun because, uh, a lot of dads, you know, if they don't, it's hard for them. I think a lot of times to find something that their kids would be interested in that, you know, that they could do together, you know? Um so that's a that's a really cool thing. Now how does he feel about you uh, airsofting? Has is he interested in doing it or has he uh you know gone with you to play or
1: uh at first he was like don't do it, you know, but now I got the guns. I'm I got a big collection and he loves it. He was like, "Let me see this, let me shoot this." I actually got him a, one of the 1911 uh, high cap macaroon blue pistols. He shoots it almost every day. He loves it he thinks he could beat me, which I think is kind of funny. So I always talk shit to him. Like, you can't beat me, you know, but yeah,
0: it's uh, fun. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Oh man. What a cool thing. Yeah. There's so many people I've talked with that. Um, this is, you know, airsoft is kind of a family thing for them. So like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends uh, go together uh, and play um, husband, wives or whatever, you know, and fathers and sons and, uh, yeah, and even fathers and daughters, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's pretty cool. And then um, I talked with a and moms and sons. So uh, this one podcast I did uh, not long ago, a few weeks ago, with um, uh, click. Uh, what's her thing? It's a click, click, boom. Photography is the um, name I, of the thing.
1: I watched it for like ten minutes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you saw, so she, you know, she does, she got into it because her son uh, plays or whatever. So it's really cool, man, that, you know, there's these, uh, it's a thing where a lot of families
1: get involved together. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad's my number one supporter for sure. He's always been by my side. So I have a really close connection with him. I work with him too. So he sees me all the time. I want to move out sometime within a year or two, But he wants no part of it. He doesn't want me to leave, you know.
0: (laughs) Do you have any other are you an only child or you have other siblings or
1: I actually I'm a twin. I have a sister. She moved out already, but yeah, I'm a twin. Okay. Yeah. She's one minute older and tells me every day. So I get Oh, shit, that's
0: funny. Well, listen, man, I feel your pain. I grew up with uh, not a twin, but I I grew up with uh, two sisters. So one's older, one's younger. Uh So the older one, of course, you know, when I was growing up, knew everything, and I didn't know shit. Now she did, because when I'm like five, and she's, you know, she's five years older. So when she's 10, of course, (laughs) she knows way more, you know, she's always, but um, we got along good. It was fine. But yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Oh, yeah, I've always been a household full of women. So I fully, oh, yeah. yeah, just me, and <laughs> Emma, sister, mom, everyone, you know. So, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, good deal, man. Now, what's <laughs> the um, what's that flag behind you, and then what's on your shelf up there, uh, like a truck or something?
1: Uh, the flag, since I'm stolen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't see what it said while you're sitting there. Tits
1: out for the boys, that's yeah. awesome. It's worked very well, I can't admit. And then, <laughs> uh, that shock. Here is uh, my dad's RC cars and stuff. So Nice. RC cars and everything. I have guns hanging up right here on this wall behind the TV. I'm actually getting like a big plasma screen TV today. So I'm going to have to remove all the TVs. So Oh, shit. Okay. Looking forward to that. Hell yeah. I know. Uh, I was going to buy some more mags, like I said earlier, since they all shit itself. I was going to buy mags in uh, a wheel replacement. But my glasses broke two days ago, so I have to get new glasses today. So, uh, as of right now, they're currently taped.
0: <laughs> yes! Dude, bring yeah. back the taped glasses, okay? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Make that a new fad again, because that used to be a
1: thing, you know? Uh-huh. I've tried contacts before. I just, I, I can't do it. I've had my mom put it in for me, because I was like, I can't do it like take them out it's easy but like you pinch your eyes sometimes and putting them in sucks uh, i'm good glasses i tried
0: yeah i got contact or i got uh glasses when i was like 12 years old uh, my prescription's very very low um but uh it does help i think my prescription's like negative 1.25 or something like that it's just over 1 mm. but um uh, so i got them when i was 12 i wore them for a while and i i, I was hard to get used to. Well, then I tried contacts later on. I was like, fuck this, bro. No way. I mean, it, it was, uh, no, uh -uh. I don't know. I just, I can't wear them. I can't wear them. When I put them in, I can get them in and it takes a while for me to like get them, you know, get used to putting them in. And once I put them in, I don't want to take them out. So the last time, this is probably 10 years ago. I tried them. I, you know, every few years I would try them out. I'm like, all right, let me try them again. So uh, I would put them in, and I'm like, yes, okay, finally. Well, I have uh, I have to get the uh, I think they're called toric lenses because uh, my eyes are so misshaped. Like I have a stigmatism. so toric lenses have a weight on the bottom so that that they sit perfectly, you know, because they have to be cut whatever you know certain way. Mm -hmm. Well, when they when I would blink, they shift. And so every time I blink, it's just a tiny bit blurry for a microsecond or whatever. Well, how many times do you blink? You know, like a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's like constantly blurry. So I could get used to it, and then I found that if I slept in them, after I slept in them, when I, the next day when I woke up, they were kind of suctioned to my eyes, and they didn't when I, uh, they didn't move when I blinked. Okay, so I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Okay. Because, you know, when you put them in, the big difference between glasses and uh, contacts is peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so anyone that's worn glasses for a while and then goes to contacts, you're like, holy shit, this is wild. I can see good out out here, too. Um, So, uh, and of course, you don't have to mess with your glasses, you know, like it's carefree um, as long as it's not hurting your eyes or whatever. But anyway, yeah, so I would leave them in. And then I'm like, well, how long can I leave them in, I wonder. I'll just put drops in my eyes. It'll be fine. So uh, I'd leave them in for like three, four days at a time without taking them out. Uh, Well, then I found out the hard way that, uh, you know, there's some, like, your eye, it fucks up your eyes underneath it because it's not getting oxygen and fluid and all that stuff. And uh, so my eyes would start getting really messed up. So I took them out. I had to peel them off. They were really hard to take out, bro. I really thought one was stuck. Like I was, this is going to be, <laughs> I was seriously pulling one time and my, it was pulling like the, the skin almost like the layer off. You could see it. My eye pulling with it. Uh, my wife was freaking out. She's like, I think you have to go to the hospital. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm going to rip these things out. <laughs> she said, like, you're going to go blind. Anyway, that was the last time I ever tried them. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it
1: again. I'm going to mess them up. And putting them in was the hard part for me. I couldn't do it. Uh, So it was mainly for so I could see when I'm racing bikes. Is what I was like, the contacts, you know. After like a year maybe, I was like, I'm good. But we tried that because I would normally wear my glasses, like with the helmet. But I fell one time and broke the glasses. And I was like never wearing glasses again when I race. And I was like, I'm done with that. So I, I race blind, basically. I don't wear glasses, don't wear contacts, just right in. Well, I've been doing it for so long, I know the track so well, and,
0: you know. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh. well,
0: that's what I was going to ask you if, um. so, speaking of that, do you
1: wear your glasses when you play Airsoft? I do. Uh, okay. I did a lot of research in, like, what masks and stuff I could wear with glasses, and when I first started out with the the Airsoft Milson, you know, I got the glasses that are what are bulletproof, whatever, to go over my glasses, like, just little, like, tinted. And then I got into the indoor stuff, and I was, like, dye masks. They go over my face perfectly. I was, like, loved them. So I recommend, yeah. like, anyone that wears glasses, dye masks. Good. Yeah, for sure,
0: bro. That is, uh... It's got to be one of the best inventions for, you know, that style of protection because uh, they fit, you know, people that have glasses. There's been a ton of people that I've had on here that uh, wear glasses and have, not you know, have always had a problem with their airsoft gear, especially milsimmers, because milsimmers don't want to wear a dye mask. Yeah. Because they want to look cool. They want to look military. They want to wear the helmet. They want to wear the, you know... And uh, it's not required. Like most of these Milsims that these guys have gone to, there's some of them that, that it is. You know, Milsim West, whatever has strict rules and stuff as far as uh, uniform requirements. But uh, the ones that these guys have gone to, they're um, events by Third Coast Airsoft. Mm-hmm. They're pretty laxed on, the, um, on the, the gear that you have to wear. So it's mostly just about the uh, camo requirements. So that you know what team somebody's on. So green, camo, or tan, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, there's no requirement to wear a helmet or anything like that. But, uh, so these guys could wear a dye mask, but most people do not want to when they're playing milsim because of how it looks. They don't, uh-huh. you know, they don't fit in with the, the military look. So, um, but for me, what well, I played paintball years ago. And we had, uh, you know, before the actual name brand dye mask came out, we had similar setups. The original paintball masks that we had, they were kind of a foam, rubber, uh, full face covering. And then the built-in goggles just, it looked just like a dye mask. Yeah. um, Not as, you know, a lot more flimsy. But, um, and they had ones that wrapped around and covered your ears as well, which was great. Because fucking paintball hurts, bro. Yeah, oh, soft hurts as well, but paintballs hurt, man. They're they're heavy.
1: <laughs> no, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That uh, well, that's good. Yeah, the dye mask thing is uh, is definitely the the way to go when you have glasses.
1: Yeah, and I'm um, the YouTube of people getting the tooth shot out, and I'm always thinking if you don't wear the proper protection, that's on you at that point. Because I mean, you're old enough to be like. I should probably put this on, and if you don't, you get your two shot out. You get whatever hurt, whatever. That's that's on you. Yeah. The first time I went to the Raptor so for the very first day, uh, we had this guy had a drum mag gas. Right, first time using it, plugged it in. As soon as he shot it, it blew up. Like you just heard a boom. And Everyone like looks at him. He's on the ground like, oh, you know, it was bad. And then. Later that day, there was this girl. She's like army reserves, whatever. It got her two shot out too. Didn't wear protection. I was like, that's on you, you know? I mean, that sucks, but dental visits making money on that. <laughs> it really
0: is on them because, you know, there's there's no, um, y- there's no rule saying you can't wear full face protection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why? I, I never understood why somebody wouldn't want full face protection with this stuff. When we played paintball, we never, none of our guys ever would would ever go out there with just goggles on. Mm -hmm. Like, that fucking hurts, bro. Like, you can take a shot to the chest, to the arms, you know, even to your hands and knuckles, which hurt like hell. But uh, And your lower back hurts like hell. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, man, I can't imagine, you know, as close as we were shooting each other, too, with paintballs, Uh, blasting somebody, you know, getting blasted in the fucking cheek or in my tooth. I remember, um, you know, I had my mask on, I had my full mask thing on. I had um, this raised part in the front that kind of went down from the nose and it had vent holes on the sides. Right. So this, uh, I got shot from the side, the paintball broke right here on my cheek. It bounced off the shell of it went in and gave me a fat lip, hit me hit me in the tooth, gave me a fat lip, and hit my to- my front tooth, really fucking hard. But you know it was already broken. Yeah. And uh, people think those uh, the shell of the paintballs are like real like soft and jelly kind of like bro they fucking hurt. So um, that thing broke on my cheek. You know I didn't hurt my cheek because I had the you know hit the mask, but it bounced off. I mean it's I can't imagine being shot in the mouth. With a paintball gun. And so we never, no one ever even questioned it. Like we, there was no issue about or, or discussion about uh, should I wear full face protection. We all did because that shit hurts. And these guys, I see these videos all the time where um, people are out there for airsoft popping out BBs out of their upper no. lip, showing yeah. their tooth that's like broken off. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, okay. I just
1: I would not want that at all. I agree for sure. That's on that point. But the worst like places I felt getting shot it, like the fingers obviously. I used to wear gloves, but I wear like the die elbow pad, so it doesn't protect the fingers. Fingers suck. Nut shots they suck. I've <laughs> I've been first time I got shot. Never got shot before. I'm talking to buddy, and I don't know why we're on the topic, but we're like, yeah, nut shots. You know they suck. I was like, I've never been shot. Next game, I go out. Two taps of the nuts. I was I was on the ground. I was like, "Ooh, you know." Bro, listen. I think we need to rethink your uh, nickname, okay?
0: Because <laughs> you got magazines breaking at the same time. You got guns breaking. Your glasses. You got nut-shotted when you uh-huh. first when you talked about it. I think yep. we need to, you know, maybe unlucky seven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it is. It's nothing happens until you say it, and then it just it go, it happens. You know. Oh, that's
0: Murphy's law, bro. I don't know. Understand that? It's like we speak it into existence or something.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Hell yeah. I heard. So now you got. Uh, so you're working at the BMX thing. That's pretty cool, man. Um, yeah. Where, if if I was curious. Uh, which I am, um, where do I, I just search, uh, BMX races and I would find pretty much what, you know, uh, videos or
1: me asking, you know, what state do you like live in? I'm
0: in, uh, I'm in South Carolina,
1: South Carolina. So, I mean, yeah, you could just look up like USA BMX or whatever, or like local BMX tracks and they should pop up. So. Uh, there's, like, USA BMX has different uh, sections, I guess you could say. Florida has, like, five sections. I'm in, like, the second one. Hmm. So, it's, like, different categories, different ages, different um, classes, like, novice, intermediate, expert, pro, girls, cruisers. Like, there's different, like, combinations of, like, what you want to do. So, if you want to start off and you got, like, a regular 20-inch bicycle, you'd be running whatever your age group is, and like you'd be novice, it's just thrown off. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you have to like? What if uh, if somebody's brand new into uh, BMX, and they um, but they've been riding, like they've never actually been into a real race, right? But they've ridden for years, so they're really experienced on their own, but they've never done it officially. Uh, could they enter a um? A uh, BMX, could they sign up and enter a BMX race, like an official one, or do they have to go through like a test?
1: No, no. You can just show up and be like, Hey, you know, cause you have to buy a membership first. It's like $50, whatever. And then as soon as you got that, you can go anywhere. You can go championship. You could go state, you know, big races, local races, you Just show up and go. So that's why like, if, uh, people that are big and serious into the racing stuff, uh and you have like points you have to like do eight big races and like a different amount of vocals to be able to be like i'm going to the championship right so if people don't have that certain amount of races and they still show up that you call that like a point blocker they're like they're not qualified to race but they're racing and they're getting the point and they that someone else could have taken you know if that makes sense oh okay yeah so it gets serious kind of you know if you're all into the points and gotta be number one and you know
0: well, how does somebody if uh if yeah so if you don't if these groups uh if people that are are really serious about you know getting that next race or getting those you know next points on from this race, how do they uh how do they get it, make it to where they don't have a point blocker show up and you know take these spots? Do they, uh, does everyone kind of like, is there a, y'all just talk and be like, hey, whenever the next race, or everyone just knows, like, whenever the next race is posted, you automatically, like, you've, you've got to be the first one to sign up kind of thing. So you don't have point blockers in there.
1: Oh, no, you're always going to have point block- blockers. It's always open to whoever, like, is in that class range. Mm. But, um, like, if experts have, like, a different point range where, like, it's, like, a 2% more or whatever, like, so they get more points than what a novice would be. So, I mean, you, like, need to go to eight locals, so you got to keep doing the locals, go to the big events, and it just, oh. race and you got to do the best. So, the like, oh, okay. you know, at first you get more points, it's, like, 18 points or whatever, and you keep going up. But they're always going to be, like, points blockers. Like, if you want to show up to, like, a championship, first day ever racing, you could. It's everyone's not going to like you, but it, it happens, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Yeah, huh? That's wild. Hell yeah. yeah, so you've been doing that a long time. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Now, do you do you like uh, do you do the trick stuff too, or you just do the racing?
1: Uh, for BMX, I just do the racing, but my dad, like, because I used to ride with my dad, like, I was maybe nine, 10. And it's, like, right before, like, a local race, you know, just the regular Thursday night. And right before the race, me and my dad were practicing, and he jumps the jump. And he lands wrong and blows, the like, his left heel, like, completely off. Like, he had to go to the hospital. Like, he's done riding DMX, you know. And I still had to stay in race, and it's, yeah. Damn. Yeah, blew his heel right off into the hospital. And now he's big into, uh... Dirt bikes, three wheelers, four wheelers. Since he doesn't have to pedal, it's just hit the gas and go. You know,
0: (laughs) gas and go. Hell yeah! So blew his heel off. So when he landed, it the back of his the
1: the pedal or something hit his uh, came down on his heel. Uh, kind of. He jumped, and when he like he landed wrong, and he tried to save himself, so he put his heel down to you know try to brace for impact, and just it slammed, and just his heel was. broken. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. The clay is not fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Well, plenty of times, you know, like I said, three each side broken and tailbone and uh concussions, lots of concussions. I have people land on me. It's it's whatever it's like any other sport. You go into so anything's going to happen, you know. You just got to be prepared.
0: Man, your mom must be like Nervous as hell every time you go
1: race. Uh, she used to, I used to race almost five days a week. I was I, like really into it. I was like, I'm going to go to the Olympics one day. I was trained by a uh, Olympic uh, athlete. Like I'm every day on BMX. Here I go. And uh, I hit high school and my mom's like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done too. You know, cause life and school and homework and girls and, you know, just all of that built in, you know? So yeah. I, Once a month now. So my mom, me and my dad, so he runs the gate. I help race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Moms don't
0: want their boys playing, uh, any kind of sport that they can get hurt at. And then when they do get hurt,
1: they're like, see, I told you, I didn't want you doing that. (laughs) That's what she said to my dad. When he passed, she was like, I told you so you're too old for this, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Now what is uh what does he ride? What kind of dirt bike
1: does he ride right now? Does he have a dirt bike that he ha- or that he rides around? I'm current. I'm the dirt bike rider. I like cause I since I grew up on the BMX of the two wheel. I'm dirt bike all the way. My dad grew up on three wheelers, so we have a one car garage and he's got like ten like three wheelers like sixty nine to you know like the like Kawasaki and Honda Z three fifty two fifty you know. So he's the three wheeler guy. Nice. what kind of dirt bike do you have uh i have a kawasaki 250 nice okay yeah Yeah. i used to have what uh a suzuki 125 but i outgrew it so
0: yeah yeah you got
1: big big knobby tires on it do you take it out regularly uh before covid we used to go every weekend but now after COVID and everything else, and since I got to Airsoft, I'll either do Airsoft on Saturdays and go fishing with my dad on Sunday, or I'll go to the racetrack for the weekend with my dad.
0: Oh, so. That's cool, man.
1: Hell yeah. Man, you've you got a lot going on then. You're active as hell. Yeah, I have a lot of hobbies. I do the dirt bikes and BMX. I do the Airsoft. I do bowling Mondays. I do uh, everything. <laughs> Bro, so BMX racing, yeah, uh,
0: dirt bikes, fishing, yeah, bowling,
1: bowling, airsoft, yeah.
0: What else do you do? Uh, RC cars. Your your dad's into RC cars, building building them probably, and then racing them.
1: Yeah, just racing them. Uh, he's got like a nice black one because my dad's got an S10 black uh nice nice lowered truck. So. It's like a little replica right there that you love. Nice. Yeah, got a lot so
0: of. You don't. So you don't just. Uh, you're not the typical airsofter that just sits at home and plays video games until you go out to uh, play airsoft.
1: No, I am always busy. Always busy. I work uh, five days a week, sixteen hour days, and then the weekend is I do anything else. So always busy. Damn, bro! Yeah, I love that- it. Yeah, you got to get the money, because if I get hurt or someone else, who's going to pay the bills? No one else, you know? So, right. Yeah.
0: Well, man, you're learning some good uh, skills, uh, good work ethic.
1: Mm-hmm. And my dad that taught is, you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, your dad taught you well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to your parents, man. I'll tell you what. Um, kids growing up, you know, having parents that are involved with their kids to teach them how to be – You know, there's a lot to learn in life, you know, like, okay, be responsible. So what does that, you know, involve? Uh, Take care of yourself, being self-sufficient, you know, and that means, you know, your mental health and your emotional health and all this other shit, you know, like some people are are so focused on, uh, I guess, what other people think of them, Mm -hmm. you know, like all that kind of stuff that it, it messes with their head so much that uh, it kind of stops them from doing things. Yeah. Whereas if you just go do stuff, you know, just ignore it for a long enough for you to just go be busy, like as busy as you are, uh, you probably don't have time to Mm -hmm. worry about what, you know, people are saying or thinking about you. Like you're not worried if somebody, you know, like you met a girl and you start talking and then she stopped talking to you, you know, like, like what I hear all these, uh, you know, these young, uh, adults talk about with you know they left me on red or something i was like i don't even know what that means but okay and, <laughs> <laughs> you know like they're so worried about all this kind of social media shit and um i'm like bro like take action go do stuff if the busier you are the better you're gonna be the more you'll learn because you're doing things you know you, you're taking action with stuff um, you don't have time to sit around and worry about all this uh, you know minor stuff
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wanna get into like uh since I'm eighteen now, I wanna get into stock market and Bitcoin and like all the online little stuff, you know. But no, you're right. I'm always busy so I don't like if anyone met me, like all my friends and everything, they know like I don't do drama, I don't wanna be involved in it. Like keep my name out, don't want anything part of it. I got other stuff to do, you know. That's why Airsoft, I like talking to everyone and trying to like anyone I talk to, I wanna Make an impact, you know, leave something that they didn't know before, you know, anything positive is like, all I'm all about, you know, so I don't got time for drama and not my thing.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Well, the airsoft community is, uh, is definitely a good place to be then, you know, for most of it, because most people it's, uh, it's, it's not really drama. Uh, you know, obviously there's, there's always going to be some of that with, especially, with you know, the. Like the fighting, I guess, with the indoor, you know, you didn't call your hit kind of thing. Oh, um, <laughs> which we didn't have, we didn't have that in paintball. Okay, like people called their hits because you everyone sees it. But, um, yeah, the that you know there is some of that.
1: Yeah, now airsoft definitely a uh, a game of uh, truth and not lying. You know, right. like your hits. I don't like the people, though, that are like, you're going to call your hits? Like, that's just, in my opinion, is worse as cheating because, you know, that's why if you see in the Discord, uh, when I said the your, and you're like, someone finally used your correctly. I laughed at that, by the way. That was the funniest <laughs> thing. But no guy was yelling at me, call your hits. So I was like, I didn't get hit once. So, like, if you see a BB go to someone's direction, it could not hit them. You know, like, it could drop off before. You never know. Yeah. But... You shouldn't yell call your hits because no one likes that. Don't be that guy, you
0: know. Right. Yeah, that's gotta be annoying as shit, man. I like I you know we didn't have that issue in PayPal, so I'm not really familiar with it. I've only you know, I've never experienced it. Uh I've only just heard of you know, heard about it from other people and seen videos and stuff, and I'm like, dang, it's such an issue, you know, with uh you know, sometimes I think when it's as far as how many people play and how many games are played and how many BBs are slung uh, every weekend or every week uh, mm-hmm. throughout the world, um, it's a very, very small percentage of people that don't, you know, that don't call their hit consistently, or it's that one guy on the field or it's, you know, whatever, but it's a very small percentage, but it causes the, the biggest drama and uproar, you know, because people get so pissed. Yeah. Which I understand, you know, Um, cause I, I mean, I get competitive when I, whenever I do stuff, play a game, I'm not as competitive as now as I used to be when I was younger. Um, there's uh now actually I am because when I'm playing video games, bro, fuck you.
1: If you're dragging our team down. Okay. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Little call of duty black ops Two is what I lived on and all the toxicity and stuff. So if you didn't live through that and you don't have the tough skin, Don't play, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm I'm really uh, confused about nowadays where people are so weak emotionally that they can't take someone making fun of them. And I'm going, bro, but you said you're a gamer. Like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? If you play, you know, on PlayStation or on Xbox Live, you know, you get online and put a headset on. I mean, Christ, I remember, you know, 15 years ago we get on Halo – you know, three or whatever, you get on Halo 3 and put a headset on, and you get in the lo- as soon as the lobby opens up and you join. It's just constant, like, oh, Edward, yeah. fuck you, this and that. Like, you're gay, you're a faggot, you're a, like, just nonstop. It's
1: nonstop. Yeah. And... <laughs> now, as soon as you put the headset on, fuck you. You know, oh, I'm all for that, though. Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking the most shit of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I remember when we first started playing. My boys uh, were playing. I, I've been playing games for years, but um, when 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 that kind of you know convenience, like a console where you can get online and put a headset on that kind of thing, because <clears throat> but before that, you know, PC gaming before Xbox came out uh, and Xbox Live or whatever, it was uh, it was way more difficult to um, to talk online. You know, talk on a, a headset. It was. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to remember what what we used to use. But most of the time, it was um, you texted, you chatted, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you had a separate thing open. You, you know, we would text um, back in the day. We used to use um, AOL Instant Messenger. It was AIM. It was called, and uh, it was kind of like Facebook Messenger is now, where it was like a separate thing that popped up, and uh, and that's what we used to type messages to each other when we would play online together. But um, when Xbox and PlayStation, when they, you know, Xbox Live, like, bro, there are so many people getting on there and just from everywhere. It was just nonstop. I remember when uh, these guys got on, I was like, it was one of the lobbies. It was just, people are just going at it. You know, just talking mad shit. I was like, damn, this sounds like boot camp for real. Like, it sounds like the drill instructor is just trying to make fun of you to, like, get you to crack. You know what I mean?
1: And yeah, no, that's what my big thing is, is if you hang out with me, like my close friends, I'll talk that most shit. But, you know, they know that I'm either playing or, you know, it's like you have to have tough skin, you know. You yeah. can't let someone talking shit and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Like, people have stuff to say you know, just give them positivity and just leave it at that,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just be done. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's more fun when you just talk shit back. Like if somebody makes fun of you and you just come back with something like it's, it's just way more fun when those people that are just like, uh, pretty sensitive Mm. and it messes them up, man, it's, that's not fun. It's not even fun for the, For the person that's making fun of them, you know, because the person making fun of them, we when we're talking shit, we want to, hey,
1: who's going to talk shit back, you know? Because that's the most fun. (laughs) I feel like airsoft when someone's talking shit, I'll give them positivity and you know try not to make a a a mountain out of a molehill. But when it comes to gaming, I'm all in that. I'm going for your neck, you know. I'm (laughs) I'm the one talking the most shit. You know. That's funny. Oh yeah. What,
0: uh, do you play Call of Duty right now? Which uh if you had to choose a game right now, what what's your favorite one?
1: My favorite game right now, uh I grew up on Call of Duty. I've done all of Call of Duty's Black Ops two, Ghost, Infinite Warfare, like all the Call of Duty's Big Grudge Run. Yeah. Old one. I grew up on Call of Duty. So the new COD MW two, <laughs> toxic as ever. So I'm all in that. Uh I like first person shooters though. So i you ever uh Rainbow Six Siege since I yes. see you on the division. I'm just, I play that. I love that. That's a toxic community as well. (laughs) Those are the two that I played the most, though.
0: Yeah, buddy. Bring on the toxicity, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew up, uh, not grew up, but I played uh, when Rainbow Six came out. uh, Rainbow Six, uh, Vegas, and then Vegas, too. This is years and years ago. Uh, Bro, I think it was one of the first games that made especially like a console game that made it, uh, like the realistic mode kind of thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: became popular. You know, they had in uh halo three, they had the, um, I can't remember what game mode it was, but it was, uh, it was where maybe it was just called headshots. I don't know, but a headshot would kill you instantly. Mm -hmm. And they had, you know, and that was, uh, one of the first things that was like one shot, one kill in a video game, you know, for shooters. Yeah, yeah, And then, uh, Vegas came out and they had this thing, you know, the realistic mode, you could set it on. And then they had this game type called a uh, terrorist hunt mm-hmm. and it was fucking insanely hard, bro. I mean, insane. It was realistic. Like you peek out and you, and you're dead. Like you, you literally in the game, you don't even hear the shot uh-huh. um, and that's how it would be in real life. So, it was like, what the fuck? Like, when we first started playing this game mode, we really thought the game was glitching. Like, because you didn't know where you got killed from. There was no kill cam, you know, like there is now where it kind of zooms out in your body or you see who killed you kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was, uh, what the fuck happened? And then, uh, and it was a two-man team. So, uh, Terrorist Hunt, on realistic mode, you had you and your buddy, is co-op, and, uh, and then you it's you against the the NPCs, or whatever. And it was just super fucking hard. But, um, yeah, anyway, so I was, I was definitely used to, uh, Rainbow Six when it, uh, when it first came out, it was one of the best games. Um, there was a lot of good games that kind of broke, uh, the mold, you know, there was, um, Splinter Cell, uh, which turned out, you know, sneaking peek, shooting out lights, you know, so you could stay in the shadows and stay in the dark with a silenced pistol, like who doesn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first game that had NVGs like that, you know, and then, uh, rainbow six, um, you know, a handful of them that they kind of broke the norm of the first person shooter, you know, cause that's, you know, with halo, when halo came out, I mean, it just blew everything away. It yeah. was, you know, the biggest, biggest thing on the planet, uh, for first person shooters.
1: Yeah, I always grew up on first-person shooters and Call of Duty. It's all I've. I love it. You know, my biggest uh, game mode I love is Search and Destroy. I feel like that's got the most realism in it. Since you, if you die, you have to wait. You know, you're dead. You know. Yeah. But that's what I grew up on. Just the nice realism. So.
0: Now, what's uh? Have you played any story games?
1: Uh, what do you mean story games?
0: Well, like uh, you know, games that or maybe not just story games, but the, uh, campaign uh, yeah. on, on certain games. Yeah. Is there uh is there a certain, uh, game that you
1: really are into the story of? Uh, story-wise Call of Duty, I've always completed the campaigns. It's always, it shows like a background of all the characters for a multiplayer. Uh, also a good, uh, storyline for a game is, uh, Red Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two. If you oh, heard that, oh, that's a good game. That it, first and second one. Did you play the first one? Uh, no, just like the. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I
0: can't remember when you start the second one. Does it give a recap of the how the first one ended?
1: Not, not really. Okay. It's got did like you, a bit, so you know what's happening, but it's not like a full, you know. Okay, because uh,
0: yeah, the first one when the first one ended. Uh, and uh, you know the second one picks up pretty much where it left off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, what a good game
1: too. Yeah, I like the old western horses and so much better than modern, you know, cars, planes, you know. Right.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, that's definitely one that broke the uh, mold for uh, western games because there wasn't really any good western games until uh, Red Dead came out. And I remember um, I was working at GameStop when they were talking about uh, when they were talking about um, coming out with a Western mm-hmm. style game. And, uh, you know, because GTA, I ran a GameStop for three years. The first three years we were, we were here in South Carolina. And um, it was GTA 4. Grand Theft Auto 4 came out while I was working there. We did a big midnight release for it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that one totally blew everything out of the water, you know, because of the story and the voice acting was awesome. And, uh, it it was a first grand theft auto of, you know, the change from the top down kind of view thing, the, like the original grand theft autos to this style. And, um, so really big, you know, big news. And then when, uh, when they start talking about doing a cowboy Western uh, Storyline, we were like, What? Like, <laughs> why? Like, you had, you know, Grand Theft Auto was so good. And then when it came out, we were like, Holy shit, this is awesome. Uh-huh. It was so cool. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a good game.
1: Yeah, I love it. Those are definitely the games that I love, though. Um, I know, I, I just like the realism because, like I said, it's an RTC and everything. So, always been into the military. I have had a. A bunch of my friends go to the military. I'm kind of the only one that didn't. I thought about it, but I was like, it's not for me. I have to stay here, watch my family, you know. Yeah. Back then I guess. But uh, yeah. I've had friends in every branch. I have Marines, Navy, Army. So Okay. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, honestly I uh going in like if I was your age now, I don't think I would actually enlist. Because of the leadership right now, I, I, I don't think I would enlist. I don't know. <laughs> no,
1: definitely, yeah, uh, uh-uh. but especially now with the economy and inflation and everything, just no good.
0: Yeah, my daughter was in the Air Force. Uh, she got out mm, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spent four years in the Air Force, and um, and then she got out, like I said, two years ago. So it was before the shit show that's going on now. So uh she got out just in time, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't um go in or encourage any of my kids to go in right now. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And my dad's this big Marine guy. He's got like a Marine hat. looks very intimidating. If you know him, he's a big teddy bear. Everyone loves him. He's a big people person, but that's why I mean, I first thought of like, you know, Marines, you know, I want to be like my dad. Uh, he's like, don't do it. I want you to stay here. Don't go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I won't.
0: Good for him. So he was in the core.
1: Yeah. Years ago. Okay. Yeah. Cutter. So Cutter was kind of scared of him. So when I, cause my dad met Cutter at the uh, legion when Cutter gave me the gun. Next day, Cutter messaged me on discord. Your dad was scary, bro. I was scared. I I. I, I <laughs> Oh, that's funny big tall guy my dad's you know six foot but like 190 so I mean Cody's got the height on him but yeah good, you know what uh
0: I wonder um do you know when your dad was in
1: 90 to 95 I think I'm not too sure
0: yeah yeah okay so I was gonna say we're um if you're 18 my youngest is uh 21 so him and I probably crossed years or whatever because I was in from '89 uh, to '93. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably some of the same years he was in.
1: Yeah. Cool. Mhm.
0: Hell yeah. I I need to I I'd ha, I'd love to have him on here as a guest one time too to, uh, you know, if he goes out and plays airsoft with you.
1: That's uh, so what I'm waiting on. i I talk so much shit because he thinks he could win. <laughs> it's the fun. <laughs> Every day at work, because I work with him, because I recycle pallets, so I'm in a semi truck with him all the time. He's like, "Trash, you know, I got you easy." I was like, "Ain't no way I could put money on it, you know." It's a good bond that me and my dad have. So I love it.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah, good deal, bro. Well, listen, man, it's been awesome talking with you. I appreciate, uh, you know, hanging out today, and
1: uh, you know, it's been good. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I was a little nervous. I'm not much of an online, because I want to get to the YouTube, so I'm trying to break away, you know?
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, most people are nervous when they get on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like anything else, you know? When you talk with somebody in real life, you know, it's, uh, until you get talking with somebody for a couple minutes, you know, most of us are nervous uh, meeting somebody new and, and talking and stuff. That's a natural thing, you know? It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, until end Man, I was good
1: but yeah, I, hell yeah dude. thank you so much
0: yeah dude where can everybody find you on uh, instagram
1: uh instagram lucky 7. airsoft is my airsoft page but discord is just I'm on a lot of the discord airsoft stuff so if want to ever hit me up about anything I'm always open to talk
0: awesome man well thank you so much bro you have a good day
1: you as well have a good one